Hello, and welcome to The Journey. I'm Julianne Hartman, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. In 2008, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and many other conditions. I questioned, I doubted, and I was so tempted to give up many times, but I saw God's miraculous power bring me through the years of pain and suffering. That's why I created the show, to not only talk about the faithfulness of God when it comes to healing, but to also show you how He meets you in every single detail. He wants to answer every single question, and He wants to walk with you daily through your journey. My guest today is Cindy Mazes, all the way from the Netherlands. She was diagnosed with uterine cancer. Now, we know that's bad, but now imagine what happened to her after she got treatment. That was even worse than the original diagnosis. So I can't wait for you to watch part one. Welcome, Cindy. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to present to you Cindy Mazes. Thank you so much for hey. coming. Well, thank oh. you for having me. This is such so great to be here. <laughs> I know, and you are beautiful, and I'm so excited to get into your story because by looking at you, someone would say, no way. <laughs> no way was <laughs> as sick as she looked in the Healing Journeys video, which was an amazing job they did. So Cindy, let's go back to uh, originally what did happen. You were diagnosed with cancer. What kind of cancer? Well, it was a grown tumor and it was um, near my, um, uh, how do you say it? Near my uterus. Okay. So it wasn't in my uterus, but it was growing. And it was causing a lot of pain. And when they uh, went and checked, they saw that it was really grown. That's why I couldn't sleep at night no more. My hair wouldn't grow because it was feeding on my energy, on my, yeah, on my body, actually. And I had no idea, no clue that I was that sick. I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. And so yeah. It was taking like life from you. It was taking life from me because oh. it was growing. So it needed, it needed uh, life to, to grow. It needed uh, life to grow. But I, the only symptoms I had was that, um, and it became worse uh, with the day right. that I would go to my job and I would just feel so tired and so weak. I couldn't sleep. And also I had a uh, pain in my legs. So my legs would like uh, uh, be painful, but also they would be shaking. Oh my God. And I, I needed to stand for my job. So I was like, what's happening here? And fever started coming. And then all of a sudden one day, I, they noticed on my job that something was off. So they told me, how come you, you're, you're slower? I just became slower. I couldn't um, comprehend things anymore like normally I would, but it was just, it was just sucking the life out of me without me knowing it. So and now, only because what I held pain. Uh, this was in 2009. Okay, and now how old were you? Because you were pretty young. Uh, yes, I don't even know <laughs> how old I was. I was a, a lot of years, <laughs> a lot of years. Because it's now, I think about nine, eight years, but 2009. Okay. So 10 years, 10 years ago. So I was, um, I'm going to be 45, so okay. I, was, I was 35. So you were really young, so you shouldn't have been, you shouldn't have been exhausted. And, no, no, 
I, and I was, ne I was never sick. So I was never a sickly person or uh, off, uh, sick often. I had three kids. Uh, I took care of them by myself. So, you know, with children, you need to do this, that, get groceries, do shopping, clean the house, bring the kids to school. So I was just doing those things, working. And then all of a sudden, I just noticed that my hair wouldn't grow. And it was strange because I always had very long hair. Right. And then I noticed that I couldn't sleep like I was sleeping, but awake. Mm -hmm. And then I had those fevers. So I knew something was wrong, but, be, but when you're like pushing things through, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go to work. It, this will soon be gone and be over, but it didn't. So when it got very worse, I was at work and I just bowed about uh, over in pain because I felt pain because it was growing, but I didn't know that right, at that right. time. Oh so, and God. that, that's when I just, um, I had to leave work and I actually didn't return to work because then everything went in such a, a fast train uh, ride. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now you uh, go to the doctor, they diagnose you with cancer. And immediately they started doing treatments on you. So what did they do? Because this is the part where, you know, things went really bad. Yes, because, um, well, they had to, they had to uh, call me in for like two more times after the first time because I was like smiling. Uh, and they thought that I was a little bit um, out of it. Like I didn't comprehend what was going on. And so they really wanted me to understand that I was a really sick person, that this cancer, they needed to stop it and they were just in time, otherwise it would have spread. So they, they were trying to tell me that. And then um, they took like uh, also biopt, uh, yeah. those kind of things. And I needed to go to a different hospital uh, who had more tools and who was more sophisticated. And then they made up a plan and I had to choose because they said, we can put you in a study. That means they're studying people of my age, uh, women with these kinds of cancers. And they would just follow me for a few years. Um, and it was either the study or to take my whole uterus out and everything that was there because right. it was there. And I chose for the study okay. because I thought, no, <laughs> you're not going to take it out. And then um, they treated me with chemotherapy and radiation. And for the radiation, I had to go, uh, it was a one hour drive uh, to the hospital and one hour drive back for just, yeah, they just uh, radiated me and then I went home. But the thing they don't tell you is that um, I just thought radiation, you don't feel it because you I just have to lay down and then they radiate you and then you go home. But when I had to go to the toilet, I thought, what's happening? What they didn't tell me was that it was, it, it could burn when you go to the, the toilet and it did, it just burned. So now I also had a fear of going to the restroom. <gasps> so those, those are the, like the emotional things that were happening. And then I needed the chemotherapy. Well, they, they gave it to me, but I needed to leave my house, leave the children and go and spend the night in the hospital. And um, I didn't want to do that, of course, because yeah, my children, they were so right. they were young. 
And, but it's, it's just the, the type of chemo that it was. And um, I was alone because there was no one who, was, uh, who could come with me. And I was alone in the hospital. And then they, they put the IV on me, cleansed me before they put the chemotherapy, um, uh, the chemo uh, on the inside. And one day I had chemo and then it just dripped too fast into the IV. So it was like half an hour and it was already in my body. And everything just got crazy because it oh. needs to drip. It needed to drip. And then I was, I started vomiting, just getting like something was wrong. The person next to me, they had people all around their bed and they saw that something was happening with me. So they called for help and the nurses came and then they said, oh, we're so sorry that it, it shouldn't have happened. It should have dripped, just drip by drip by right. drip. But it, it went too fast. So my body was reacting to it. But it did something on the inside of me. So in my soul, I stored that up. Like I, I was thinking, I'm alone. But I knew I wasn't alone. I knew the Lord was with me. But I felt alone because there was no one there with me. I couldn't grab someone's hand. And... Um, why is this happening? I was thinking, why is this happening? It shouldn't be, but okay. And then I had to go on, um, uh, every week I had to go and get the chemotherapy, leave my children. That was something I started in my heart because I didn't want to leave them. And it was so terrible to leave. And also the ride to the hospital there was an hour and I had all the side effects of chemo at that time. I really didn't know how to take authority. I didn't know how to stop things. I had every single side effect. So the, the person who brought me, there was like a taxi um, that brings you from and to the hospital and also brings you back. They, they were not allowed to wear perfume or um, something that would smell. Right. Um, they, everything needed to be very um, like sterile. Sterile, yes. Because if they did, they, they would have to stop. I was, was just vomiting and just, it was terrible. <laughs> it was just terrible. So I also felt, I felt alone. I felt ashamed. Fear was creeping up because where is this going? I first had my smile because I thought, no, joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to get through this and then just go get over it and go go past it but it wasn't like that it really did something with my body so there were two things happening on the uh, inside emotionally and in my body and then um the last three treatments of the radiation they radiated on the inside of my body because they really wanted to get as close to the grown tumor as they could I felt so ashamed because yeah, they have to insert it and you're, and it was so painful. It was so painful. I, I was just thinking, how is this possible for a human to, to have this? And then um, there was the first time that I really, really cried afterwards because I was in such pain. And then uh, the doctor, and she was so, she was such a nice person. And uh, her name is Eva Comfort, if you uh, would translate it in English. And she took my hand and she said, 
you're so brave. It's, it's okay to cry. And I cried. I really cried because alone in the hospital, so much pain. I, I, I didn't even know what was happening. I was never sick before. So what is this? Right. And then think about it, because as a mom, you've got three kids at home and you were, you were a single mom, right? Yes. Yes. I was a single mom. And your kids were young. They were young. Yes. My, my, little, uh, uh, my little daughter, she was really, uh, when, because when I came home, you have to picture it, I, I wasn't able to do anything. There was room here. Um, we call it the sick bed because that's the bed they brought in for me to sleep on so that I could get up like this. So I never slept in the bed. Um, but I was always just lying down on the couch, either vomiting or out of this world. But my little girl was always sitting next to me. She didn't go and play outside no more. Oh she was always with me. Not because she was really afraid, she told me later on, but she didn't want to leave my side. Right. And um, so they were all, the three of them were so, yeah, just so adorable with me. They saw this is not how mom usually is. And then one would make tea for me with a lot of sugar. So I was just like, <laughs> you know, things like that. <laughs> but they would really show their love for me. So that was something that kept me alive and the word of God. Because I, mind you, I, I really didn't know about authority. I didn't know how people got uh, healed. I saw people get healed in churches, but I never knew how. Just, I right. thought, well, God touches this person and then touches that one and maybe right. you get healed. So it was really in 2013 that I found Andrew Womack and he told what you can do and how you can pray. <laughs> but in 2009, it was just... But you had four, yeah, you had four years of going through yes. all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so now did the tumor go? I mean, everything worked out the way they thought. Yes. It, it did, uh, it died out, um, it went out of my system, and I thought, oh, okay, now I, could, I can recover, Right. then everything will get back to normal again. But that was not the case, because I, I never, I also never um, went on the internet to, to search for uh, what does chemo uh, do with you, or I really had no idea. But the thing, what happened was I noticed that something was different, like something happened in my body, but I wasn't, I couldn't lay my finger on it. I just knew something had changed. And I thought, well, yeah, they told me you're in menopause because of the chemo and the radiation. And I thought, oh, I don't even know what that is. So Girl, just, let me just tell you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That you were so young. So you might as well have just taken your whole uterus out because if you went into menopause anyway, <laughs> not if that they had, if they had, thing, but Yes, if they had told me, maybe I would have done that because I, I thought, what are these hot flashes? Like, I was just bathing. I know. Bathing in, uh, you know, in sweat at, at night. Strange things. But also, I noticed that I, I was still slow. Um, they would make fun of me around me because I was really slow <laughs> with comprehending or grasping things. Even my vocabulary changed because I couldn't find the words in my head. I knew what I wanted to say, but I was like, everything was nice. 
oh, that's nice. Or maybe it's nice there. Really nice. So someone pointed out and said, is that the only word you know? Nice? And I said, no. But I thought, but it's the only one that's in my mind. Right. I couldn't get to the other words. And then I, I started getting panic attacks. I never had those things. So I was with my children. Uh, we were taking a, a, a train. We were going uh, we're at the train station. And um, I was just panicking, looking at the, at the clock and at the, um, how do you call it, the display. Just looking 10 times at the right place. Is it the right train? Just like, it was exhausting. And then my little son, my son, he is, um, his shoelaces were loose. And I was looking and I knew if he, uh, if he would walk or if he would run, he would fall. Right. But I didn't know anymore how to tie them. It was just out. So I, it was just, and I thought, what is happening with me? It's like something is gone. It was so strange. So that, so do you think that was the chemotherapy? Was it the, the yes. menopause you got thrown into at such a young age? You know, women don't go into menopause that early. Well, they're not so. No, that's why they yeah. told me. <laughs> yeah, they, they told me that. But um, what they explained to me, because they, they um, I had to go and talk with uh, a certain person who knew more about this, of course, at the hospital. And uh, they told me that, yeah, a side effect could be a loss of memory. Because it, it, they, say, they told me this, they say, uh, listen, chemo, we really wanted to um, kill the cancer, but it also kills good cells. But we never know what kind of cells. Well, maybe now they know and they got different treatments, but at that time, it could kill good cells. Right. And you, yeah, we don't know. Um, it is poison. I mean, it is it's it really poison. Because if it's killing a tumor, it's got to kill other things too. Yeah. But it's it, funny because that's not yeah. really the conversation. It's more about killing the cancer, which you're all for because you want this out of your body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I wanted to live. I really wanted to live. I want to see my children grow up. So yes. that's why I took the chemo and the radiation, not knowing that it would destroy my body but also the adhesions in my body. I didn't know what adhesions were, and now there were adhesions all over, but on the inside. So- Oh my gosh. I was just scarred. Like, I didn't feel like a woman no more. I thought, I cannot have children no more. There is no menstrual cycle. Allergies start popping up. I never had heat favor. Hey, yeah, hay favor, heat favor, what is it? Hay fever. Hay fever. That's it. <laughs> I'm Dutch. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I had like ice this thick, <laughs> red, just an itching, my throat, everything. I was like, "What is this? What is wrong with me?" I really felt like something is wrong with me. That's how it felt. I couldn't do as much as I could before. Right. So cleaning the house was like, yeah, it was like a struggle. Okay. I did it. And sometimes it looked better than other days. 
but I also had um, uh, talks with people uh, from the for work to go back to work, and then someone told me, yeah, but you you need to be uh, further along. You need to do more, and you need to do this. And I was like, oh, what? This is a struggle already. So condemnation also came. Like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't a woman. I wasn't, so all those things I could just, they just crept in. But I was still praising the Lord, thanking him that I got healed, that I got out of there, that the cancer was there, just praising him, getting into the word, just having a relationship with him. But I felt a change. And then um, when in 2013, I found Andrew on the internet, on YouTube, and when he told, uh, he told me actually, I just take it personally as if he was talking to me, yeah. he told, you got it, you got your healing, you yeah. know? So that's when it started for me. It started getting better because I started speaking. Now I knew, take your authority and speak specifically, uh, specifically to that problem. And I started doing that. And I saw things change, like I could do more. I was more livelier. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it went wrong again. How, how much more, like um, you said, you could start doing more. Because uh, a lot of times, you know, when um, we are, when I'm talking with people, you know, they'll ask these questions. It's like, well, what did that mean? Because maybe I'm not feeling that. Does that mean I'm not healed? Does that mean I'm you know, like, is it my mind over the matter? Like, what is it? So you were speaking life over yourself and your yes. body was literally physically reacting to you speaking life. So what did that look like to you? How did you speak life over yourself? Well, I would just, um, I would take the scriptures that, that taught about healing and I would memorize them, repeat them, repeat okay. them. Like really as if I was in school, just repeat right. them. And then from that, I would take my authority and say, in the name of Jesus, body, I command you healed. Body, I command you strong. So I was talking like that, but also binding, um, binding fear, uh, binding things like, um, like hay fever, binding it, those kind of things. That, that, that is what I was saying to myself, to my body. And maybe at first I couldn't really go for long walks because that would just wear me out. Right. I could go for longer walks and, and the, the kids, they would notice it because I could do more chores in the house. So I was really like cleaning from top to bottom again, cooking and doing the things, just feeling like mom again, just being myself. So I thought, wow, this is great. But then um, what, what also happened was um, I had uh, like blood flow that also occurred just out of the blue. Okay. I was just having blood for every day. It was just, I was just bleeding, bleeding. And then I went to the, to the hospital again because if there was something wrong, I would have to go immediately because they have to check. I was in that study, so they wanted to know what is mm -hmm. happening. And uh, the doctor told me, he said, yeah, that's from the um, radiation that they did on the inside. It's like uh, fireplaces on the inside and they are just bleeding. And he said, well, that's just something you have to live with. And I thought, no way, no. I'm not gonna do that. So I told him, I said, no, I'm not gonna live with it. I was really bold. 
And he said, oh, I love your optimism. And I thought, that's not optimism. I'm just angry. I don't want, I, I just don't want it. Yeah. So, and it, it, it left, it left my body. So that was something that left my body and I totally forgot about it. So that was also something that happened. Right. Okay. So you, when you, you said you started listening to Angie Womack. So what, what, what teachings were you listening to? Cause everybody asked me that question. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but it was, you've already got it, but mind you, he, he's got so much on you've already got it. So he's got the audio teachings and that, that I prefer those ones. So I went to the audio teachings. It's six part. But he also had them on YouTube, and it was like a five-part series. And then he also had the smaller parts, you know, the 28 minutes. Right. So I just listened, listened, like swallow it, eat it, just listen to it. You've already got it. That was the main one I listened to. And then I listened to uh, Believer's Authority, uh, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Uh, I think those, those three were really the ones that I really cling to. Right. And I just kept repeating them, even in the nighttime, I would just listen, listen, listen to it, because it was so different. I never heard, it's already so, done. I have a question. Okay, so Andrew Womack Ministries obviously played a big role in your, in your yeah. healing and in mine too, because he brought us to a place in the Bible of getting an understanding of something we hadn't understood before. That's right, yes. Right. So were you, because uh, I mean, like I said, the reason I'm doing this show is to really get in to dig deep into the things that maybe you wouldn't be able to have time to talk about with, you know, interviews and stuff. So when you say you listen now, were you listening with a pad and paper? Were you listening, just having it in your ears? Were you um, going back? Were you listening with the Bible with you? So you're going through it as he's mentioning scriptures. What did that look like? Well, first I would just listen, just okay. be quiet and just listen. But there, there's also a, a big difference between what happened uh, 2016 because afterwards I listened differently. So before that time, I would listen and I would write things down. But I was already feeling uh, weller, to say, <laughs> more well. But uh, after 2016, what I did then was I really listened and wrote almost everything down. Like I would write down his whole sermon, but it was just for me. I also had my Bible. I did that before, but I had my Bible and I went into the scripture studying the word again as if I never ever read the word. So it was like just going back again as if you never have read the word. Wow. And that's, that's what I did in 2016 when that happened afterwards. And then I just took every scripture that he told me or that I found because uh, I also had scriptures that just spoke to me and I would just study them, just go into that word. Like I, I, in my mind, I had something like, I need to place the word above everything. How do I do that? I write the things down. They just click with me. So right. if, even if you would tell me, um, you would say something like, uh, all of heaven came to live on the inside of you. And I would, was like, what? I never heard that before. I would write it down. Because if all of heaven came to live on the inside of me, healing was really there. 
So I would write it down and uh, I just took um, time to write down every single scripture that spoke to me. And because it was not just healing that I needed, also financially, because a lot of times people only speak about the healing part, but I also know that uh, things happen financially because if you cannot go to work, your finances. Right. And when you have children like I had, and there was no one there for them, things that happen to your children. So every single scripture that spoke to me, I wrote it down longhand, just wrote it down. Then I placed it uh, um, in a Word um, file and I printed that out. So I had it printed out and I had the Word here. And I would just study the Word, but also, and that made a big difference, I would speak it. So I would speak the Word, not just hear it, but also speak it, just like I'm writing it on my own heart, just taking it in. And that for the whole day every time i had time i would do it wow so then um so let's get to so we have 2016 things changed for you again so tell yeah. me what okay so you were doing pretty good right yes yes and you were i mean you probably were suffering a little bit of you know, maybe fatigue yeah the pain the pain was there because the pain came gradually after 2009 uh the pain there was this pain just coming and I felt it in my stomach when I ate something like potatoes, uh, certain things, uh, starchy. Uh, when I ate it, I felt something happening, but I didn't think anything of it, but it just kept growing worse. Okay. But I just took authority over it and then it would reduce in pain, but not really go away. Okay. But I, I just thought, well, I get my healing manifestation. For me, I'm healed, so I, I'm not bothered about it. But you know, it's, take- funny. You know, it's funny how we do no? that sometimes where I always hear like, well, it wasn't as bad as it was. Well, what? You, you, Jesus died <laughs> for the full complete, not just for like, well, I can manage now, but you know what? That's what us humans do do. We will say like, well, as long as I can just do my schedule, make sure I'm taking, my ki- taking care of my kids or whatever, you know, I, you know, it's okay if there's a little bit of pain. It's like, no, right for all of it. He took all of it on our bodies. And so um, I really quickly want to ask you, when did you start getting your memory back? Well, that, that came back when, uh, after 2013, I started speaking to it. Okay. I said, my, in the Good. name of Jesus, I command you uh, prosperous. So, and I just started, um, because this is just a, a Bible book I love. I love Proverbs. I just started memorizing uh, proverbs, and that wasn't easy. It's really difficult. So, within doing that, something clicked or changed in my mind. So I got quicker. I took from the book of Daniel that we are quick to understand. You know, we have possessing knowledge, having wisdom. I took those scriptures and just made them my own. I told myself, "You are wise. You are smart. You are genius. You are." you know those kind of things yes. and it really it really did something that is so great and so you know every, every, everybody has their own journey right you have that's yours right. and that's i mean a lot of times when someone is not feeling well and they're listening to these kind of interviews we're like okay i'm gonna do exactly what cindy did or i'm gonna do what julianne did or whoever but really though i mean it's it, it always comes down to 
It's the word that gives us life. It's the word that changes things. And there's so many different doctrines, you know? God, there's so many different. Yeah, a <laughs> and, lot. Uh, and there's a lot of teaching that's going on. And, but it always comes down to, it's that word. It's the word. That's it's it. the word of God. And of course, it is your relationship with Jesus. Because if you don't have the relationship, the word means nothing. That's but, right. but so when you were speaking over yourself, were you, you know, why did you do that? Did you do it because you were told to do it? Because you thought that would work? Or were you actually like really seeing it change on the inside? Yeah, it's, it's the second part because no one told me what to do. I had, I had no one around me to tell me, uh, you need to pray. You need to, there was no one. I really needed, I, I did it with Holy Spirit. He's my best friend. So my best friend, he told me what to do. And then he showed me things like, uh, look closely, attentively to the word, Cindy. Not just think about it sometimes when you think about it. No, make it your own. So I needed to take it as my own. This is true. And then I just needed to see Mary, like when the angel came and told her that she was going to have a son. And he told her all those things. And she said, well, be to me according to your word. Right. And he said to me, he said, she elevated that word of the Lord. You need to do the same. Because that was like a part he really needed to show me. I could not understand why I got sick. Because I know a lot of people who are sick, they don't understand. They just think, and poof, there it was. I was just sick. I just woke up like that. No, it never happens like that. Gradually. And you just mentioned it to me. You said, why do we human, humans do that? Thinking uh, just a little bit of pain, it's okay, uh, I can handle that. Well, he was just showing me why the word was so important and not just speak it so maybe people could hear me, but there was no one here to, to listen to me. So I really did it for me. I elevated that word as if it was gold. And to me, it's gold. And I knew that I needed to take that word and place it on the inside of me. And I had to have it in my knower. So it was great for Andrew to know that. He, he, he showed us, you know, his own testimonies and things like that. That's great. I loved it when I saw other people got healed, but I needed it for myself. So when people also approach me, they want to know what did you do? What verses did you use? How did you do it? And all those things. It's really like you said, Everyone has his own journey, but the word needs to be elevated. I needed to really focus, live, eat, drink the word. And not just, um, how do you say it? It was not for someone else or for a rainy day or something. No, I really needed the word because it needed to change my mind. Everything that had crept in. Yeah, everything that had crept in in the years before, because I came from a situation my youth was messed up my childhood was messed up i'm married and it was messed up so all those things bring them together domestic violence um abuse and all those kind of things if you bring it together that's a whole package that was on the inside of me i love jesus i know i knew he loved me but those things were there and now the sickness and the fear and everything that came so he needed to show me that needs to go. 
people always ask me, how did you do it? What scripture did you use? And all those kind of things. But for everyone, you need to, to take the word for yourself, eat it, drink it. You need to have it. It's really great if someone prays for you. I, I applaud that and you get healed. But I've seen too many people, they get the same things getting back on them and or, or they lose their healing. They think they lose their healing. So all those kind of things. That's why we need that word on the inside of us. It needs to be living because all of a sudden you just know from, hey, he died. He took, he took it. Not my stripes, not the stripes of my mom, my dad, my pastor, my, my stripes. It's not my stripes. His stripes got me healed. So all of a sudden, the words will just come alive and just pop open, so to speak. See, that's awesome is that you definitely, it's like you got the revelation of like, wait a minute, this was for me. Yes, for everybody else, but for me. Yes. And that's what's so important. But a lot of times, you know, listen, there's many reasons and of why you were so beaten down of just yeah, one thing after another. So, okay, so now um, just, just to kind of recap a little bit, you are a young woman who has a tumor in her uterus. You are a single woman with yes. three children and probably not anybody really to watch the babies, right? No. no. <laughs> you, now you can't work um, and you go through this whole situation with this, horrendous treatment that they gave you based yeah. on a study, which that would scare me anyway, because you're like, what are you, a guinea pig now? You know, you never know what they're going to put on the inside of you. And now you are just, um, then you, you start listening to Angie Womack Ministries, you get the word in you and you start now, start, your body starts to rise up. And so- yeah. Is there anything else that you want to add? Because like I said, we've got people that are watching this that are very sick and have been sick for a long time. Yeah. So is there anything else that you can add? Because I want you to really just give us another couple minutes of how you felt when you were felt so lonely. You knew Jesus, but you yeah. just felt so lonely and so scared with going into menopause early, panic attacks and all that stuff. Can you... You know, because this is how people relate, you know? Yeah, that, that's right. Because they, I really want them to know I wasn't someone special. So I didn't get healed because I was special. Right. It just, it's really the word. The word got me healed. But I needed to be really honest because all those things on the inside, I didn't, I didn't speak it to people. So no one knew how I felt on the inside. And the times that I was alone was because when I got into the hospital, I always saw people with someone. So my, it caught my attention and I was there alone. So it just, it just started to paint like a picture on the inside of me that, yeah, you need to do it alone. You need to go through this alone. But it's, that's a lie. And also what happened was uh, when you feel alone, things feel heavier because the weight on your shoulders, on my shoulders became very heavy. I needed to, I was sick, but I still needed to think about how to pay the bills. I still needed to, to have those things. And all of those things, because I wasn't talking about it with no one, it was all on the inside. And I had the Holy Spirit as my friend, but I didn't know that I could really talk to him about it or ask him 
what to do. And, and what I want people to know is this, you will have days that it's really hard to see that you will get, that you get your healing manifestation because it's like those days, the enemy is pounding on you, pounding on you that you're no good, that you cannot, you will not make it and those kind of things. But it has nothing to do with what we feel. I needed to learn that. But I also needed oh, to say that again. Say that again, because that's important. Because we're go we're all going based on how we feel. Please say that again. Yeah, because you will have days that it will not it will not go right. The devil will pound you with all kinds of things, and you will feel you will feel very small. You will have all kinds of feelings, but we don't go by our feelings. And I needed to learn that that. It doesn't matter if it's sunshine or rain. It doesn't matter how I wake up because I, I would wake up in pain or in this. It doesn't matter. It's not about my feelings. I really had to shut that down. And I know it's so, when you're in it, it looks like you are the only one in it and no one understands you. And no one, you know, like you're the only one, but that's also a lie. I found out I was not the only one. <laughs> so you are not the only one forever who's listening. And you can, I know that you can get over it, but you really need to be honest with yourself. Because a lot of time I see it now when I pray for people, I first have to bind the fear. And then they say, oh no, I'm not in fear. I'm not in fear. It's okay. I was in fear. I know how it is. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You, you really have no idea. So fear is there. It is there. Just be honest so we can take it out of the way. Move, move it. And then you can just receive your healing. So I, I needed to learn so many steps. Like it wasn't many steps to healing. I was already healed, but it was so many steps for me to get free from what I felt, what I thought because it's a lot of time, it's in our thinking. Yes, oh my God, no, this is so good. And because we have now another part of the story that's gonna take place in 2016 that was even worse than the prior <laughs> medical condition, but we're out of time. So we're gonna have to do this on the next show. So uh, you guys gotta stay tuned because you gotta hear the second part of this and it's just as victorious as the first, but even better. Okay, we'll see you guys next time. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Okay, this story is just way too much. I can't stop it here. We've got to go on to part two. It is amazing how she just did not give up. She had three young kids. I can't even imagine that. And no husband at home to even help her. The determination is just amazing. I'm just so excited for you all to see part two. So I want you to go to the YouTube channel of Healing Journeys today and subscribe. You don't want to miss this. And thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you next time.